Good morning, everyone. Good morning to those that are in the morning time. Good afternoon to those that are in the afternoon time zone. And good evening to those that are tuning in in the evening. Thank you so much for um, listening to my podcast this morning. I am Naida Alvarado, your podcast host of Beauty is in the Eye. And this morning, I would like to continue with our uh, the flirtation experiment book by Lisa Jacobson and Felicia Masonheimer, and um, this book is helping you putting the magic mystery and spark into your everyday marriage. I would like to begin with a prayer this morning. I just want to thank the Lord for another day, for allowing us to get out of bed this morning, to be able to to hear, to see, to walk, to breathe. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for putting breath in our lungs, that we are able to get up from our bed on our own, that we don't need assistance, that we're not sick in our bodies right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Father, for your protection, for your love, your mercy, and your grace over us. May you help us, uh, married women, how to navigate our relationship with our husbands and that our marriages will become more and more healthy, that we will begin to love and honor, Father God, the the bonds of marriage, the covenant that we made before our Father in heaven, to love, to cherish, and to honor till death do us part. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Let's go on to page 19 of the book. And this chapter 4, it's going to speak about kindness. And this is Lisa Jacobson speaking on this uh, chapter. I to think that this experiment was inspired by a complete stranger. But it's a fact. I left the house in such a rush trying to get those last few errands in before our appointment later in the afternoon, only to find myself stuck in the slowest the slowest line at the grocery store. Don't you hate when that happens? <laughs> Wondering what the holdup could possibly be, I peered around the person in front of me to see what was taking so long. And that's when I saw her. It took only a few seconds to realize this cashier was having a terrible day and seemed set on taking it out on the rest of us. She deliberately took her sweet time ringing up each item, then carelessly tossed it into the shopping bag. The expression on her face said it all. Yeah, well, what are you going to do about it? I tried to think of my options. But, as none of them sounded too Christian, I simply waited my turn with one impatient eye on the clock. After all, my day wasn't over. Far from it. In the end, the delay turned out to be a mercy. The extra minutes of waiting in line gave me a chance to cool down, and when I got a little closer to her, I could see eyes of worry, fear, and pain. It wasn't that she was merely having a hard day. Life had been, was hard. It's amazing how God can change our perspective. 
kindness, it suddenly occurred to me. That's what this woman needs right now. Not impatience, not frustration. She needs a gentle word of kindness. And so, by the time I got to the front of the line, I had a reasonably good grip on my attitude and greeted her warmly. She mumbled something about everything everything going wrong. And I said I was sorry, sympathetically adding that it was okay. It happens to all of us. Astonished, she looked up from the register and saw that I sincerely meant it. From there, we struck up a pleasant conversation as she finished bagging my groceries. Her eyes appeared a bit brighter, and maybe it was only my imagination, but I thought she moved a little faster too. I like to think our exchange became a turning point for her day. It certainly had become one for mine, except my day didn't stop there. When I finally arrived back home on this unusually stressful day, I received a phone call from Matt telling me he was running late. Things at work didn't go as expected, and so he was going to miss our long-planned appointment. Now, we'd have to cancel and reschedule for another day. I nearly dropped the phone. How in the world could he do this to me? Instantly furious, I felt heat race up my neck and into my face. Here, I had run around all that afternoon like a madwoman to make it home in time for our appointment, only to have it turned out to be for nothing. This was the last straw, and I could feel myself snapping. Maybe nothing could be done now, but I wanted to make sure he understood how much he messed up my plans. I wanted him to feel as bad as I did, maybe even worse. But just as I was ready to lash out, a word from earlier in the day suddenly confronted me. Kindness. I was instantly reminded of when I said no to my first impulse and chose kindness for a total stranger at the grocery store. For her, I had decided to show love, kindness, and patience, not because she particularly deserved it. You could argue the opposite, but it, but because it was the loving, Christ-like thing to do. But for the man I'd married, daggers. Now, why should it be any different for him? Oh, conviction. Babe, are you still there? I remained speechless for so long that Matt asked if I was still on the line. I took a deep breath and responded with something soft, understanding and right, rather than clipped, resentful remarks previously sitting on the tip of my tongue. I surprised him with kindness. In my head, I could hear someone saying, Oh, I'm sorry it's been such a crazy day. No worries, we can always reschedule. I'll see you when you get home, babe. Certainly, it was my voice, but I was nearly as startled as he must have been. What I was saying, and more importantly, how I was saying it, was rather different from my initial response. Don't you find it interesting, if not downright convicting, that we can find it in our hearts to demonstrate Christian kindness to our friends, our neighbors... Or even a total stranger, you yet struggle to offer that same compassion to our own husbands. Maybe we think, oh, he can take it, or I just have to be myself. Or maybe we justify it with it. it's not like I can be perfect. 
I get it. I've had all those same thoughts. But what about those Bible verses such as Ephesians 4.32 that instruct us to be kind to one another? And Colossians 3.12 which tells us that as God's chosen ones, we are to put on kindness. Surely those passages are intended not only for the people out there, but also for the people nearest us, beginning with the ones by our sides. Ask the Lord to help you be kind to your husband with the words you speak, the tone you use, and the react and the actions you take. Go ahead, surprise him with your kindness today, because love is kind. Choosing kindness was more challenging than I expected, but also more rewarding than I anticipated. Although I like to think of myself as a kind person, I realize that I can be kind when I feel like it, and especially when it's towards my husband. When I'm upset or frustrated, I feel the freedom to snap at him, whether he is the cause or not. Somewhere I got this idea that if someone loves you, then you should be honest with them and they should be able to take it. But then came the sudden move moment of conviction that my response doesn't fit the definition of love found in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, 4, for instance, love is patient and kind. What's worse, how awful to realize that I found it easier to show kindness to a grumpy cashier at the grocery store than to my own husband. Ouch. Now, why is that? This is where I had to take a good long look at myself. My first inclination was to make him pay for what I perceived as messing up my day. Second, I was afraid that if I let him get away with it, then it would reduce his motivation to improve. I reasoned that if I punished him for disappointing me, then he'd try harder the next time. I can't say I was conscious of any of these thoughts at the time. My natural impulse was to lash out, and it was my earlier experience in the grocery store that stopped me from carrying it out. Even though it sounded almost strange, not quite honest in the moment, I felt better after we hung up the phone. My husband never said anything about my atypical response to that call, but I thought I heard relief in his voice when we said our goodbyes. And by the time he returned home, we were both ready to redeem what was left of our evening together. Maybe this aspect of the experiment sounds more like a test than an experiment to you. Either way, I think you'll be pleased by the effect your kindness can have on both you and your husband. Start by taking a few minutes to identify those situations where you might struggle to show kindness to your husband. In my case, it would be when he comes home late or misses our engagements, but it may be something else in your relationship. Whatever it is, decide ahead of time that you're going to respond with unexpected and possibly undeserved kindness. Keep reminding yourself, love is kind, love is kind, love is kind. My kindness experiment focused on choosing what my reaction or response would be in what felt like an exasperating situation. But you might also consider the many ways you can initiate kindness towards your husband, a kind word, a kind action, or even choosing to have kind thoughts towards him. And that brings chapter four to a conclusion on kindness. Um, next Wednesday's chapter five will be on desire. So let's move on to our workbook on kindness. And that's on chapter 12. And we will be doing 
this exercise together. So on page 12 on the top, it says, oh, actually midway of the page, recap, kindness. Lisa had to choose. She could show kindness to a frustrated and overwhelmed cashier, or she could treat the cashier with disregard. Lisa chose kindness, not knowing that she had to make the same decision later that day with someone much closer to her, Matt. Matt called her to cancel an appointment they planned to a long time ago. Lisa's first inclination was to snap at him over the phone, but she remembered the moment in the grocery store when she she'd chosen kindness. She'd chosen to cho- to show kindness to a stranger she she couldn't or a stranger couldn't she do the same for her husband. So let's recap. Maybe nothing could be done now, but I wanted to make sure he understood how much he did mess up my plans. I wanted him to feel as badly as I did, maybe even worse. And that's from page 21 on the um, kindness chapter. If you've ever been vindictive in your interactions with your husband, please know that you are not alone. Choosing kindness is a daily battle for each of us. Have you ever felt like Lisa felt? Have you ever wanted him to feel as badly as you did? What does it look like when you act on that feeling? Well, I feel when you act on a feeling like that, it actually um, makes things worse. It does not make it better because you are making, um, you're reacting like someone in the world will react. And as Christians, we have to, um, show kindness and compassion even to our own uh, spouses because that's the way we um, portray the love of God and let's just say that your 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 husband is not a saved you know person and if you're going to react the way the world reacts how are you going to win him for Christ so we you know we should have um, kindness towards our husbands therefore as God's chosen ones holy and dearly loved put on compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience there goes that verse on those words kindness humility gentleness and patience heavenly father you call me chosen in the light of your great love for me help me to put on kindness help me to choose kindness every day especially in my interactions with my husband my kindness experiment brainstorming first think of times throughout the day when you have typically had trouble being kind to your husband maybe it's first thing in the morning maybe it's during the transition between activities maybe you like you're like lisa and it's when he tells you he's going to be late then make the choice ahead of time i'm going to choose kind words and kind actions during when and if and then my plan Pick one of these uh, specific actions for your kindness experiment. What I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. And then on page 14, anything I need to prepare in advance. So if you if you make plans ahead of time, this is where you're going to jot whatever it is uh, you're, uh, you're going to plan ahead of time. And then once you've tried that experiment, what was the reaction? What happened? List a few things about your kindness experiment. What encouraged you? What disappointed you? And what surprised you? 
obstacles, if any, and what was his response to the way you reacted? And something to ponder. Lisa writes, somewhere I got this idea that if someone loves you, then you should be honest with them and they should be able to take it. Can you resonate with Lisa's thoughts here? Do you see the, this dynamic playing out in your marriage? In either or both the directions, do one or both of you come to the table with the attitude? They should be able to, re- to take it. More. Actions begin as thoughts. This is true with kind actions too. It might be useful to become more aware of the thoughts cropping up about your husband. Just for a day, keep a sticky note nearby. When a thought about your husband occurs to you, track it with totally ta- with tally marks. Would you categorize that thought as kind or unkind? What did you learn about your thought patterns? I think this would be an awesome exercise for us to do. Preparing for your next experiment. When you were single, how often did you assume married couples had sex? What expectations do you have about how often you and your husband would have sex? Has the time you've spent married challenged your assumptions and expectations? And this is what we're going to be talking about. Desire on chapter 5 for our next chapter. And this concludes the workbook on the flirtation experiment on chapter 4. Thank you so much for tuning in. I so appreciate your your time. Um, I know that it's valuable. And I appreciate the fact that you took time to come on here and listen to my podcast today. I wanted to um, just share personal experience. Um, so yesterday I was having a uh, conversation with my husband. And um, it was a conversation that did not end well. Uh, we did not get into like a crazy um, argument or disagreement or anything like that. It's just one of those things where, you know, something's off and you're frustrated because, you know, something's off. And then it feels like you you, you want to uh, head on whatever it is that it's off. And, and because of constriction of time... Um, you were not able to, you know, sit down and talk it out. So my husband's like, you know, we'll talk tonight. Anyways, um, so pretty much, um, you know, um, it was one of those days where, you know, you just, you feel like you just don't want to go to work because physically and mentally you just feel emotionally uh, drained. So that was one of those days for me um, to the point where I, I got a headache and my father, my body just felt heavy and I was just so like, um, I felt drained. And so, um, I took a day for me and, um, needless to say, um, I think that the way that we started the conversation, um, it wasn't necessarily with words of kindness, but the body language was a lot. Um, there was nothing crazy about it, but I felt that if I had reacted in a different way, the, the conversation would have gone a different direction. So I'm glad that I did not react um, uh, worse or, you know, choose to go a different path with that conversation because it could have gone worse. So I think that um, <clears throat> the way that it ended was 
was okay because it didn't escalate. And um, so I was able to ponder throughout the day. And at the end of the day, well, my 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 mindset was different. So we ended the day, uh, the evening, with a um, with a good conversation. And I was able to get some good sleep and some good rest. And today I feel better. So I think that um, taking the time to um, just taking a deep breath if you have to and not escalating a conversation with your spouse, whether you're speaking to your husband or your wife, um, because I think that's where everything just blows up and gets out of proportion. And that's where the arguments and the disrespect and all of that craziness comes um, in a relationship uh, when you're having a discussion with your spouse. And I think that kindness goes a long way. Uh, like it says in the <clears throat> in the book of uh, Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly love, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I think that this verse we should put it on a index card. Put it somewhere where we could see it on a daily basis in our walk-in closet, in our bathroom, in the kitchen. And this verse is the verse that you not only can um, practice it in your relationship with your spouse, but you can also use it with your children and your friends. And who knows? Maybe the the you know the the checkout person at your grocery store like um, Lisa um, showed kindness to the the checkout girl at the grocery store she was waiting in line for so kindness goes a long way in our relationship so thank you so much for tuning in I'm, I'm, I'm praying hoping that this um, the flirtation experiment is really helping your relationship with your spouses God bless you. Have a wonderful day and until next time. Bye-bye.